And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Oh, 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 
to heaven and hear those words Oh, I never knew you But I want to get to know the Lord in a real way Do you want to get to heaven's gates And be turned away, say no I don't want to get to heaven's gates and be turned away I'm gonna seek to know the Lord for myself I'm gonna be a friend of God I'm gonna have my quiet time every day just me and you oh Lord my quiet time it's another chance for me to get to know you lord and oh i need my quiet time it's another chance for me to talk to you and for you to talk to me oh my quiet time i don't ever want to hear you say i don't know you I need my quiet time I don't ever want to hear you say to me I don't know you Amen Amen One more time for Shia's So we have come to the most exciting My favorite part of revival The word of God Amen so your hands, your voices, your feet, please stand on your feet and help me welcome the servant of God, Pastor Chris. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for tonight. Speak to us and bless our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I want to just again encourage you uh, in prayer life. Amen. We have a sermon that we often preach called What Delilah Was Looking For. But today, I want to talk about seven things. That Samson lost when he lost his strength. Seven things. And seven things you're going to lose when you lose your strength. Amen? Seven things you will lose when you lose your strength. And we're going to read in the book of Judges, a beautiful uh, book, a beautiful uh, story of Samson. Amen? One of God's great generals who was used to subdue the Philistines, but he made a mistake, and we learn a great lesson from the mistake of Samson. Uh -huh. Let's look at Judges chapter 16 from verse 4, please. Judges 16 from verse 4. Beautiful. So in the evenings, we want the lights like this, Mr. Lightman. Isn't it right? 
Yeah, don't put on all the lights. We save electricity. And it also looks nice, isn't it? Now, I saw on Facebook some pastors are criticizing the churches that are dark inside. Hey, pastors have nothing to do, so they talk a lot of nonsense. What a new thing is this, and it's not a cake. It's nice, man. Stylish, isn't it? Just like you can see, outage blame, man. Glory to God. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek. Her name was Delilah. Have you heard of Delilah? There's a new book out now called Jezebel, Woman Out of Order. It is available. Actually, we, we have brought the books with uh, to give to you for free on your digital format. 104 books. 104 bishops' books. We have now the license to give it to you for free. But you must have like a phone, a laptop, or a tablet, iPad, or chipad, and we will, we can, we just scan in the code, and you can have it. Bishop has decided to give all his books away for free because he said the books were never supposed to be a business. It's a ministry. Have you ever seen a pastor so great like my pastor? To write 104 books, and he says it's free to everybody. Hmm. I have a great pastor, I tell you, the greatest pastor. Actually, I was talking to him yesterday, and I was showing him some pictures, and I showed him about the conference that one of his bishops is coming to, so I asked him for his blessing. And then I also mentioned that we are only dedicating the cathedral because of his unavailability. But we will start the next project soon. And I said to him, at the favorable time, we shall wait for you to come and dedicate the completed project. And he said, it is possible. And now when he says it is possible, you don't understand. Such a word is a very big word. In other words, he's even thinking that he could be, could, he probably can do it. Amen. So we await the day that the great prophet will step his foot here. And I will press to have it. Because he pressed Dr. Cho to dedicate his building. I mean, Dr. Cho is a big, big pastor. Big! To come from Korea to Ghana, and Dr. Cho didn't want to come to Ghana because he had a bad experience with a Nigerian. You know, Nigerians, not, I hope you're not from Nigeria yet, but Nigerians can lie a lot. They can swindle a lot. So, of course, they promised him things and they didn't do so. When Bishop came and asked him to come, he said, no, 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 I don't. Don't do you Africans because you're always lying, stealing, corruption. But eventually God laid on his heart to come. And if you go to the first building, which was called Kolibu, then on the floor there's a big, like a Hollywood star. It says this building was dedicated.
by Dr. Paul Yonkicho. I mean, it's, it's a great thing. So we are hoping to also have such a plaque eventually to say that the Zion Sanctuary was dedicated by Bishop Dan. This cathedral will be dedicated if God spares him, Pastor Lafoy. He is my spiritual father that I knew before I knew Bishop Dag. So he's been always around for me as an authority. You must have an authority. So if someone asks you, Who do you where do you come from? And then you must mention, I am from Pastor Chris in Breakthrough. Uh -huh. Even Jesus, when they asked him, where, where do you get this authority to do these things? He said, okay, I ask you, do you know John the Baptist? And he said, yes, he said, now, is he from God or not? So, it's a tricky question. He also gave them a tricky question. And they couldn't answer. They said, okay, I won't also worry to answer you. But he was actually saying that John baptized me. If you know John, then you know where I come from. John acknowledged me. I'm a church member of John. You see? Now, you know, Sunday nights, I'm just talking. You get a lot of church people that can't tell you where they come from. They can't tell you where they serve. And I have a very favorite question I always ask people. Where do you serve? It just like flows out of me. Where do you attend church? And when they struggle to answer, I say, Go here. He's a noha, a vagabond, wanderer. You know what's a wanderer? You have no place of abode. Satan is like such a wanderer. When an evil spirit leaves a man, he wanders through dry places. Wanders. Then he comes back to see if there's no space where he originally came from. Are you listening? Please forgive these people that's distracting the service. I'm sure they're trying to bring me the TV, isn't it? Beautiful. Aren't they wonderful? They are using the cop analogy. <laughs> Beautiful. Amen. So back to this lady, Delilah. Are you Delilahs in the church? Huh? If your name starts with a D. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, let's do NLT, 16-4, I like it. Sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. You know, I'm trying to figure out love. I, 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 I've studied love, but I can't figure it out. What is love? Love is a wonderful thing, I tell you. <laughs> hey. He didn't like her, he fell in love with her. A woman is a trap, is a snare, says the word. Amen. A woman can make you do mad things. We had a young man here who ran from this place. I think to Woodstock because he couldn't afford taxi fare. So we ran 
to visit a woman. And when I told them that this is not a good woman for you, because I asked him, is she born again? Is she in the church? He said, no. I said, this woman is not for you. I tell you, once he smelled the scent that the dog smells. I mean, think about it. From here to Woodstock. It's almost in, in, in Cape Town. In the, in, it's almost by the Green Parade. He, he said he choked. Because he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek called Delilah. Hey! You're not the first one. Love is a terrible thing. One of my pastors fell in love and I was trying to convince him I don't think this is a good thing. And he said, no, pastor. This woman fits me like a glove. <laughs> I remember a friend, he said, when he used to dance with his, with his wife, she is big and she's small, man. So when he keeps her, yes, she fits like, it looks like, it looks like this part is made just for her. So when they're doing this, you know, the smooth dance. He says, say, passionate in. It's a puzzle, man. Hey! So I even went to Bishop Dag one day. I said to Bishop Dag, I said, uh, one of my pastors fell in love. And so trying to tell him it's not a good thing. He said, look, Chris, once they have fallen in love, there's nothing much you can do. You can hardly change their minds. So love is a, is a, is a, is a wonderful thing. Huh? I mean, you live for 20 years with your father and your mother. And just for a few moments, you leave everything. The comfort of your home. To go live in a Wendy. <laughs> Love is a beautiful song. Isn't there a song like that? Love is a beautiful song. Da da di da di di da. Huh? Love is a beautiful song. Da di di da di di da. Love is a beautiful. Do you know? Da di di da di di da. Millions of people all over the world know that love is a beautiful song. You must get, learn it. You just rap all the time. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> anyway, back to our, 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 our uh, story. Then in verse 5, the rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tie, tied up securely. Then each of us 
will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Verse 6. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. Say, wow. This woman had an assignment to discover the strength of Samson and then to time up so they can bomb the strength in his life. And every believer must understand the story in the spirit. Amen. Because Satan is looking for the source of your great supernatural strength. What you see here today by the Lord's grace is supernatural strength. Many people can't really understand how things are done because you should really have white friends, maybe some rich conglomerate, some businessman to help you to build something like this. But we built it with no outside money. It's the supernatural help of God. The anointing, the builder's anointing. There's something called the builder's anointing. Amen? And once you have it, you can build things with very little money. Because it's the anointing that makes it work. Hallelujah. Actually, I must tell you something. You just look so tired, otherwise I could have told you many things. Do you, do you know the powerful scripture, Pastor Charlie, that says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. How many of you have quoted that scripture? You have quoted it before, right? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The Lord said to Zerubbabel, Zechariah 4, yes. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. But actually, do you know what that power is about? What is that Zechariah 4, 6? You know what that power is about? That power, we use it when we do uh, anointing, healings, huh? But actually, it's about building. Amen? You see? It's about building. It is not by force of strength. It is not by might, not by power. Uh, then he says in verse 7, And when Zerubbabel set the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, May God bless it. May God bless it. Hello, where are you? 4-7. Are you in the King James Version? May God bless it. May God bless it. Hallelujah. Look at this, verse 8. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple. And he will complete it. So the message of the Spirit's power had to do with building the church. And we often use it for the kracht van the the anointing for falling, the anointing for healing. No, it was actually used for building a temple without money. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid this foundation and you will also complete it. Then you will know I am the Lord of heaven's armies. 
This was one of the words God gave to me at the conference when Bishop was preaching. Because I was always concerned about that this is not expensive in, in relative terms compared to what we are going to do. And I said, Lord, no, who know? He said, it won't be by might, human might, or human connections, or human power. It will be by my spirit, says the Lord. You who have laid the foundation of this temple, you will also complete it. So that the people might know the Lord of heaven's armies have done it. Can I have an amen? amen. Then he says in verse what? Verse 9, verse 10. Do not despise small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So I'm only going to begin the work. That's what I, I just need a little bit of money just to begin. Yeah, the Lord will rejoice when he see that the trench has been dug. Glory to God. Glory to God. To see the plumb line, that's the level. And I'm going to buy a few levels. So I'm going to just walk like this. So when the Lord sees the level in Zerubbabel's hand. Verse, that's in verse 11, uh, yeah, sorry, verse 10. To see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is a blessing what the Lord's going to do for us. Are you excited? But let's come back to the devil's plan. Amen. What the devil wants to do is to discover what makes you strong. What makes Chris Ross strong. That is why I felt so led by the Holy Spirit when I came back. Let's go back to prayer. When I study my bishop and I see his intense uh, prayer life, the, the morning prayers on a, on a Tuesday, the morning prayers on a Friday, then the way they pray, you know, I, I, I'm always looking for secrets. I'm always looking for the secret of somebody's success. When I come to a place, my eyes are flowing and I'm looking and taking pictures. I copy what people do that are successful. So when I see Bishop, then, then it is almost very difficult to think, how can a man, a normal man, do all these things? But then I also notice that they have a very high intense prayer activity. They, 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 are, they have acclimatized and accustomed to praying for hours. Then when I see the rest of Ghana and the, and the other West African, like Nigeria, which is another great powerhouse for Christian churches, these people have a big emphasis on prayer. Like when we have a prayer meeting in Cape Town, it's normally half an hour, uh, half an hour preaching and then half an hour teaching, then everybody goes home. If you say three hours of prayer, it's almost like, yo, the men are speaking. So when I say Wednesday nights, 10 Till three, five hours of prayer. What am I doing? I can see that the secret of those people's magnitude and magnanimity. Say my name, Amen. I'm also teaching you English. I'm an English, I'm an English teacher by profession. When I see the enormity, then I know that there is a secret behind it. They are people of prayer. They believe in the invisible. And they believe God hears them. So they will spend hours and loud without shame. Uh, 
and I'm trying at least to bring that thing here. When I went to Korea, I showed Dr. Cho's mountain that they bought, and the mountain was bought just for prayer. They've got a cathedral about four times the size. It's just a prayer cathedral when they have small gatherings for prayers. <laughs> then on the mountain, all these little cabins. So I also came and I put a cabin in the garden here. But they use, they are, Lance is using my cabin for his tools. It's not his fault. Nobody wants to use it for prayer. I said, Lord, we cannot have what they have because we don't do what they do. My plan was to put three cabins there. I, maybe I will still complete my vision. The Lord might visit me and say, why didn't you finish the work? Why is the temple lying in ruins? Three cabins there, and they were all were going to be named. The one was going to be called Hannah because she supplemented before the Lord. Or Anna, the woman who stayed in the, in the temple for many days fasting and praying. And that will be the secret of our strength. Are you with me? Don't just think you got a great pastor. That's too much pressure on me. And I'm only a human being with faults and failures. So if I fail, then the whole thing falls. You can't depend on me. You must depend on Jesus. Amen. And you yourself must go into the closet to pray. And spend hours there. I don't know how, but I know I must develop this culture amongst you. So one of the things I do, I set regular prayer times. Like that Wednesday, purposeful, call it atmosphere, call it, I'm setting a time. Saturday morning, set a time. Because there's a number of excuses I can find legitimately why we shouldn't pray. Number one, it's dangerous to come out in the morning hours in the dark. It's cold. It's this. It's that the people are tired. It's that. There's so many excuses. But that will be our biggest mistake. Because the rewards we will get from praying is so much bigger than not praying. Amen? The rewards we will get from prayer is so much bigger than not praying. And sometimes you can just go lie in the presence of the Lord. Just be in the presence. Amen. Why are you sleeping there? Play something nice so that we can also create an atmosphere. Hallelujah. Will you help me create an atmosphere of prayer? So what I want to do, you see, I also said, I'm also a human being and I can, I can sense what Bishop also does. He sets parameters even for himself. Even if you don't come Loli, and you don't come Michelle, and you don't come Patrice, the, the hour will still be there. And at least I must be there. You see now. But if there was no set time on my agenda, then I would leave it up to you. And if you don't pray, then there will be no prayer. But at least because I'm leading. That's why also the Saturday mornings, the Saturday mornings, when I'm not here, then we just take a break. Uh, we take a break. Because it shall not be an, a prayer meeting where I'm not leading. Do you see? I don't want anybody to get an idea 
The church, is, the church service is important, but the prayer is not that important. No, 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 no. It's super important. It's the main thing. And I must be there. You know what? God hides a lot in the Bible, must I tell you, besides fornication. God doesn't like sex uh, if you're not married. Yeah, one thing he hates, but that's not the point. I'm just thinking. He talks a lot against sexual immorality. God doesn't like that. So you must get married if you are not married. Amen. Then you can, then you can have proper sex. You know what? God hates a lot, Jason. It's uh, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is that uh, you pretend to be some, something that you are not. A hypocrite. Hypocrite comes from the word actor. Sy gevoed, sy is a gesalde man. Sy bid, maar sy bid glad. Die mense kan die jou sien. So it's not the preaching quality. Bishop Dag always says, if you watch television, you can see the preachers have nice stages. They actually have nice LED screens. And we are going to buy our one soon. We'll fill the whole back. LED. So when it's your funeral, we play the, the ocean as your coffin flows out. <laughs> he says they can have all that, Pastor Charlie, but when he watches it, he sends the presence is not there. The presence is not there. You see, the presence of God with you it's what Samson had. Huh? Samson had the presence. And when, when the anointing was lifted, the Bible says, he sensed not that the presence of God had departed from him. Oh, yes, we can have a nice... Look, look how nice it is. I mean, really now. I promise you a nice church. Right, Dr. Debs? And everybody is saying, Ooh, wow. You see, but this without the presence is not. Then rather give me a tin check. But God's power must always be with me. Now what Satan wants to do, he wants to dry up your power. He wants to make you droog, dry and boring. So that nobody comes to church. Most churches can't have an evening service. Take your cars and ride around. There's no evening services. That's when the presence is not strong. Hallelujah. May you carry God's presence with you. One day I, I came to a lady, to a house, and I shook a lady's hand, but I could sense this is a prayer warrior because immediately she felt my hand. She said, Phew! There's a warmth that came. Now, some people can't sense anything. They should droog, irre. They shall be shocked at the life where you're fatty. They should do it. Yeah, I remember that there are small things I remember when spiritual things are happening. And she, she just, we were just greeting, we were going to, my wife and myself, we stopped at somebody's house and she greeted me and she said, shock. And I sense this is a prayerful. This is not just, 
You can't sense it if you're dead. But if you too are spiritual, like Paul said, then you will also pick it up. Amen. Ask your neighbor, are you still awake? Pastor has been started, but Pastor has to finish. When you spend time in prayer, you become anointed. Oh, if that's all I have to come tell you, then that's all I have to tell you. Are you listening to me, boys, girls, friends, Romans, countrymen? Lend me your ears. If you spend time in prayer, you will become anointed. Hmm? And you will begin to move in the supernatural. Because prayer is the great key to rising above human abilities and human strength. Samson rose above human abilities. God anointed him from small. No wine on your lips. No dead. Don't touch dead bodies. Don't cut your hair. You will be separated unto God. So when you are separated, you are different than other people, isn't it? He can walk down the street and you can see by the length of his hair and by the clothes he wears. This is not a, this is not a, a normal person. We don't really talk much about clothing. But I can still, I still have a, sh a shiver when I see believers that you can't, when a believer comes down the street, you mustn't have a doubt that he's going to rob you. But the way the kids walk today with the hoodies on, say, you look, you can't look like the world, man. Samson walked and they knew this was a Nazarite. This man is separated unto God. Every time I talk to kids in the church, I tell them, take off your hoodies, especially the boys. Don't sit with hoodies here. Don't hide your face. You can go outside and put a hoodie. Let the gangsters your doors kit and say, oh, let her think as 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 api. Maar as api nie. Zij het nis api gelijk van achteraf. Maak op jou kop, man. Let die mensen zien. Zij is api nie. Different. Amen. Now I know there's different clothing styles. I, there's no, no problem, but at least look decent, man. Anyway, let me not go into that. I can't you love you. The cake it play. Jesus told the disciples, pray in the garden. You know why? He knew that the Roman soldiers were going to come. Jesus knew what was happening. So he said, because they are to pray, because a difficult and tragic time is coming. Amen. He wanted them to be strong in the difficulty and in the tragedy. This is prayer. And in every warfare, Satan, the enemy bombs the source of your strength. The bombs, the weapons are sent to bomb like the harbor. So you can't send out ships. They bomb the airport, so you can't send your you can't send your aeroplanes in the air to fight against them. That's the that's the tactic of Satan. He bomb the dams so there's no water in the taps for the, the soldiers to drink. Bomb the electricity stations so there's no power, you can't communicate. Hey! The devil knows how to bomb you. Ah uh, even the food. 
sources are targeted by the enemy. It's, it's very intelligent warfare. So if the soldiers can't eat, they will die. That's why the Germans couldn't defeat the Russians. It was too far and it was too cold. And many of them died in the, in the freezing cold. And when they came through the dams on the other side, Bishop tells the stories when we were at the conference, the Germans were frozen. They couldn't pick up a machine gun. And then the Russians stood and, 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 and shot them like, like dogs. You, you just don't, war is not just running with a machine gun. What would the man eat for now? What would he untrack? Is it cautious? It's many things. And the devil knows how to fight. Bomb the source of your comfort and strength. Finish. You are finished. Ah. And so if you attack the source of the strength of your enemy, your enemy cannot fight back. And Satan is after the source of your strength. What is the source of your strength? Your prayer life. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, if you are honest with me and if you're not hypocritical, you will be honest and say, it's one of the things that you don't do very well. Come on now, be nice with me. Don't lie to me. Don't be a hypocrite. You pray very little or you don't pray at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm a prophet, I can see. No, I'm lying. It's just human nature. It's human nature. So what I'm trying to do, I'm trying, I can't find a shortcut. I like to give you shortcuts. Do you see? But this time, I'm sorry. I beg you. Even I know there's no shortcut. I've, I've just found a new place of prayer and I told my secretary, book it for me again. I want to go back. You see, to really come through to God, you can't take one hour, two hours. You must really stay there for long. Till all your flesh is, is a bit out. All you, because you think a lot. If you're like me, I think a lot. I think a lot. So let think, think, lie and think, man. Till you finish thinking. Then you can stand up and start to talk to him. Amen. Because you have, you have enough time. Two days, three days, four days in the presence. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The enemy wants our strength. But I resist him in the name of Jesus. The Philistines were the enemies of the children of God and they represent the principalities, the princes and the powers of darkness today. Samson had to fight them and you will fight rulers, principalities, kingdoms of darkness, wicked places. Only God's grace that the enemy hasn't killed you yet, but you should be making warfare against these evil things. Amen. And the enemy targets leaders. Don't forget that. Certain people are the targets of devil. Samson was a judge in Israel. He was a leader. So he was targeted by the Philistines. Anyone who is a leader in the house of God is a target for devils and wicked spirits. Can I see if you're a leader here in the house of God? Raise your hands. If you're a cell leader, HOD. So it's you whose hands are raised. You are one of the targets of Satan. If you, are, if you are destroyed, then that five people that you have in your cell is finished. You didn't think so, huh? The devil attacks leaders. 
hey, you know, I don't know what you know. I don't want to talk about men of God. But there's a man of God in Australia. He had the biggest church. And it just, it was on Facebook recently and in the news. The devil is a liar. You know that uh, beautiful music that the girl played, Shout to the Lord. That's the church who wrote that song, Shout to the Lord. The enemy attacked this guy because his father, not even him, his father had molested a child when he was in the years before even the church was started. So when they, they accused him, they said that he was the pastor of the church and he knew about his father's things and he was hiding it. So the court case went on for many years and he lost the church. They chucked him out of the church. They took new leadership. It was a great church. They wrote all these songs. When oceans rise and thunders roll. Shout to the Lord of the earth. Beautiful songs. Finish. So he, fought, so he went and started a small church in a classroom again. After he was the leader of the whole assemblies of God in Australia. Then the court eventually declared him not guilty after four or five years. Because the sins of his father was before the church started. So he couldn't be responsible for his father's sins. But the world, the people fought him to the T. But it was Satan. So when I read the story and the, the, the big Facebook write-up says, not guilty, not guilty. I said, it's even finishes too late. He never returned back. Yeah, you guys don't know Satan, huh? Some of God's greatest preachers was in, was in scandals. Sexual scandal, money scandal. There's always a scandal. But you see, behind all these is enemy. Principalities, powers, rulers. You can say what? When you finish in the eyes of man, you are finished. So David said, let me rather fall into the hands of God than into the hands of men. Even all of you, like how nice you are, if there must be any small thing about me, I even doubt you will say, no, we stand by our pastor. The next uh, uh, what is it called? Um, excited or uh, young man that wants to be the pastor of a mega church will say, he's my can't know. Ambitious. The next ambitious person will say, he's my can't know. Pastor Chris is clear. Not knowing Satan is after the source of my strength. And people are ruthless. They don't remember the good things you did for them. They like a, a, a bad and a slimy, slippery story, isn't it? So God must help us that we don't become like the world and fight the church and break the church down. Once glorious church in Australia, finish. That's the work of Satan. That's the work of Satan. So if we, don't, if we fail to pray, we are not preparing for war. I can tell you the Americans are preparing for war. This Russia thing attacking 
Ukraine. Now China was doing some bad things. The countries are preparing for war. They are strengthening themselves. They are buying cannons, warships, fighter jets, F-16 jets. You got to strengthen yourself. Because at the time of war, must be ready to fight. How does the Christian strengthen himself? He must be a prayerful person. Are you hearing? And I wish I can call you every time to say, come pray here in the church, but it's not possible. And if you only pray the times I allocate, then you're never going to pray much. Do you understand? I don't know how, I, I don't live where you live. I don't know your conditions. I don't know if you have what your house looks like, what your window looks like, but you must find time to spend with God. And the way I am, I always want to help you, but in that one, I can't. I can only help you by this teaching, but I can't come to you in the morning hours. Huh? I must even help myself. I only have strength for myself. I'm also not the type that stands with my wife and says, come, let us pray. Husband, I'm, I'm not that, I don't like. But say, you I'm lost my But my son is too great to have a son. But I will be sorry, say. I say, I'm sorry for you. My thoughts, what I've had to do, I've seen sitting in the cake. enemy targets leaders that's why he targeted Samson Samson was the judge of Israel if I can get him out when they got him they had the Israelites when he was in charge God subdued the Philistines under the hand of Samson but when the leader was in prison because remember they captured him huh? he couldn't do anything why are you targeted? Because you do the work of God. You are a target because you work for a Lord. Everybody say, work for a Lord. You work for a Lord, so you have been targeted. Amen? If you depopulate the hell and you, and you populate heaven, you are a target. We want to do a crusade. We're going to do some more of the Sunday crusades coming soon. All of you leaders, be aware of it, okay? We are going to do more of these crusades. Which means the devil will come for us. This morning, I got a call from my church in Joburg. Somebody broke into the storage and stole their, uh, their projector and their laptop. And I could hear the pastor was very sad and despondent. So I had to encourage him in the Lord. I said, do not be afraid. When you are a threat to Satan, he will come for you. He will try to discourage you from doing the work. I said, we, we, we also suffered break-ins when we were at the school, when the people broke into our container, they stole our sound system, they stole our mixers. See, the devil doesn't want us to pro progress. But I said to him, just raise funds, just raise funds and buy a new one. Buy a new laptop and buy a new projector. 
Count it all joy when you are being persecuted. I encourage them. Count it all joy when you are. It means you are a threat to Satan. So there's a warfare now. Do you understand? There's a warfare. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet, everybody. You look so tired, I can't even start my sermon. Come arise from your rest and be blessed by Okay, listen. Because you work for God, you're going to just stand for a minute. You're going to be targeted. When Delilah asked Samson about the source of his power, it should have alerted him to the fact that he was in danger. If this woman wanted his money, it would have worked out much better for Samson. But Delilah was not after money. She was not after silver or gold. She did not even want Samson to marry her. Are you hearing? She wasn't after Samson's heart. Delilah did not want Samson to love her. Delilah was not after love. Samson was in love with her, but the Bible does not say that she loved Samson. Huh? She did not need love from him. She wanted what? The source of his power. Just find out what's the source of his power. And when you get the source of his power, Samson will be finished. And that is how she finished him. Are you hearing? So why did Samson lose? I give you just seven, then I close. I'm not going to elaborate. Shut down quickly. Seven. Seven things Samson lost. Seven things Samson lost. Ask your neighbor, are you still here? Seven things Samson lost. When you give up praying, you're going to lose certain things. You lose power, strength, and the presence and the grace of God. If you see what Samson lost, when, when, when you will see what you're going to lose when you give up praying. And what you lose when you give up the source of your strength and power. Amen. Number one, you lose the presence of God. You lose the presence of God. Just write quickly, seven points and be done. Judges 16, 20. And Samson and, and she said, The Philistines are upon thee. They've come to capture you. When he, do, when he woke up, he said, I will do as before and shake myself loose. But they didn't realize that God had left him. A man who doesn't pray does not carry any more with him the presence of God. What did Samson lose, ladies and gentlemen? The presence of God. The presence of God is the great strength you will have. Hallelujah. When a pastor stops praying, he may still preach a good message. The message may have been intelligently put together, but the presence of God is not there. Number two, 
what will you lose? You will lose natural strength. Natural strength. He said in verse 20, verse Judges 16, 20, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. But he didn't know God left him. And the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him to Gaza. They bound him with fetters. And he ground in the prison. Your physical strength is gone when you lose the strength of God. Amen. Daarom wat baie van julle so moeg is. Weet julle? En julle so moeglik as die waarheid. You, 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 you notice one of the things they ask of Bishop Dag Raga, hy nie moeg Have you noticed? You know what I discovered was because he prays a lot, he also gets supernatural, natural strength. Aha. Samson was naturally strong. It was supernatural, but it was sown in his natural features. Hey, he had real nice muscles. So naturally you'll be stronger. You can do church and you can come in the evening as well as in the morning. Then you can come in the week and then you can come Tuesday nights. You know how many leaders here, brother, are just hoping that I send the message, the, the meetings are cancelled. They are sitting here. They have no strength. They have no natural strength. Now they must think, what did they do last week? Last week is my mach. The week is it flu. Morgen is it my stere. You know what has taken your, 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 your natural strength? The source of your supernatural strength is gone. You don't pray much. So your, your excitement for God's work is not there. You're you feeling tired already. I'm telling you, there's a conference in September. You're now feeling tired. Mercy! Amen. As, that's why when the spirit leaves the body, the heart stops beating, the man stops breathing, and the blood stops circulating. Because the state of your spirit greatly affects your physical strength. It says the body without the spirit is dead. The body without the spirit. So when your spirit goes, as they do it, huh? spirit is Your spirit is dead, so your body is not functioning. I'm telling you, you will also have, Samson lost natural strength when he lost his power. You will also lose natural strength. I don't know how I can explain it, but you will feel it when you start to pray. You also, you're physically, you're stronger. You can even get up earlier in the morning. You say something about spiritual strength. That makes you supernaturally strong. Amen. If you always tired, your heart kloppers in regi, your who blood drug, say what blood drug pella langs your kopet, cholesterol pella, who blood pella. The doctor told me I've got high blood uh, cholesterol. My high cholesterol level is high. It's hereditary from my father, grandfather. But he said if you just keep exercising, then you don't need all these tablets. So what is he saying? Give your body supernatural uh, exercise strength. You see, so your blood is flowing through your veins and it, and it helps so that it, your veins don't clock, too, clock up too much. I think 
Doctor, is that right? Yeah. So if you are, he says, as long as you're running, he says, are you still running? I said, I'm running. He says, no, keep running. Then it helps you with the, so the cholesterol can't get its own way. Do you see? But you have, when your spirit is weak, Jesus says, don't pray. You also don't want to get up to exercise. It's a collaboration. Anyway, anyway, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. The spirit has a direct connection with your heart, your lungs, your blood, and all your other organs. That is why when something is wrong with you spiritually, it shows up physically. That is why when you are sick spiritually, you can become sick physically. I said to a pastor the other day, you are, he told me he's sick, I said, you are not, you are not, your physical sickness come from the spiritual place that you went to. I said to him, you have been in a, in a place where there's demons and devils. Now you say you feel sick. It's connected. Oh, you don't know. That's why when Jesus healed the sick, he often cast out the devils out of them. Amen. May you become supernaturally strong. May you get up earlier than you normally could. Amen. Hallelujah. Otherwise, I'll pray God to send mosquitoes to bite you in the night. The third thing you lose, you lose your freedom. When you lose your supernatural strength, you lose your freedom. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 16, 21, they bound him with fetters of brass. He was bound with fetters of brass. He was forced to grind in the prison. Yes. He lost his freedom. He was no longer able to move about as he used to. When you lose your strength in ministry, you won't be able to go from place to place. I was traveling a lot this year. Do you know this year I was in America? I was in Singapore. I was in Ghana. Hey, I was in many places. And it's not finished yet. I was in Botswana. I have to go to my churches in Joburg, East London. Because I'm free to move. Once you lose your supernatural strength, you are bound. Nobody even invites you to come anywhere. You're just like this. Anointing is gone. I want the anointing more than anything in the world. I want to be a carrier of God's presence. I just, I just, I don't want to just work on mechanics. I want supernatural power. And you must also desire it. Amen. You must desire it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your freedom. Number four, you will lose your position. Verse 31, he judged Israel for 20 years, but he lost his position. He was the leader. Yeah, he judged Israel for 20 years. You lose your position with God and you lose your position with important people. I have a position in the spirit, in the ministry. I, I, I don't realize. I don't think people realize that people get confused maybe because I'm a, I'm, I'm, I don't really uh, put a lot of what you call pomp. You know pomp? Like you really make yourself look important called DIY, do it yourself. I don't do that. But then there's a surprise when I talk to people like Reverend Dominic from, from, from Singapore. And I spoke to Pastor Tom 
from Zimbabwe. I tell you, some of those, even my pastor friends in the board, they don't know why am I always talking to these people. I've got a spiritual position, you see. But what I'm trying to explain to you, because I don't pump it up. They can almost say, nah, but he, you are with us, but I'm not actually with them. And even you won't understand it. That's why when Benny walked past me, he said, who is this man? And I think I'm going to be meeting Benny in soon, again. Yeah, because I was talking to Joshua and Joshua said, Bishop Joshua, Jason is working for Bishop Joshua. Bishop Joshua talks to Benny every day on the phone, every day. And he said, Bishop Joshua is coming to preach for them in June, in a February next year. So I told him, ask Pastor Benny if he won't come to a, a, a poor church in Cape Town. He said, I'll talk to him. I'm telling you. I'm not there waiting by the door. It's a spiritual position. Even I think Bishop Daggs is confused because when he's talking to the big oaks, they're always calling me. You know what I'm saying? Like when Bishop talks to a big man, one of the guest speakers, and he's one side, nobody goes there. Nobody dares to go there. That's rudeness. We understand protocol and ethics in the, in the, in, in the, in the ministry. But when he's there, then the, like Dominic said, hey, I know that man. Come here. Bishop says, how do you know him? He says, no, I met him in Singapore. <laughs> I love to be a confusion for people, I tell you. <laughs> so even when Benny in passed, he said, to, he said, who's this? And Bishop had to say, this is Pastor Chris from Cape Town. Bishop was also thinking, but how does everybody want to know? I don't know if it's just because of my looks. <laughs> but one day a woman told me, huh? she says, you carry an aura. I was, I was, it was one of Bishop's camera people. She was asking me for an interview. So I said something, something. So she said, no, but it, you carry an aura. She says, when you come, even if you come with a lot of people in a place, it's like Pastor Charlie once mentioned it with Bishop Dag. We went to Atlantis with Bishop Dag. He had to look at the building. He was... And then Pastor Charlie said, he noticed it. He said, all those bishops got out with suits and everything. But when bishop came into the place, you could immediately sense, this is the leader here. He carries an aura. Prayer will give you a spiritual position. Do you understand? Spiritual position to carry an aura. I was once invited to a huge meeting here in Tigerberg by Metropolitan up the hill. I don't know what that opposite that golf course, a peak place on the hill. So I just went as a normal person and I was sitting in the crowd. Then the guy that was leading was, uh, he passed away now, was a pastor from Easterville, Pastor Haynes. Then as he was talking, it was a big pastor's gathering and as he was talking, he said, before I continue, I have to acknowledge my father in the place. I, I was also looking for his father. <laughs> he says, my mentor, the man whom I follow, the man who has taught me many great things. Can we just put our hands together for Pastor Chris Ross? And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, you're a prophet me. 
May the Lord give you such an aura. May the Lord give you an aura. You will have such an aura when you see people look long at you. People will almost look like, can I give you only? But it's not that, it's an aura. And I often joke when people say, then I say, you must have seen me on TV. Then they think it's true. Oh Lord, I don't know if they understand what I'm saying. Let me close. Uh, What was that, number four, right? Then you will lose your glory, number five. Verse 18 and 19. Verse 19, she caused him to shave off the locks of his head. She, he lost his glory because she found the source of his power. When you lose the source of your strength, you end up losing the glory of your ministry. Samson's long hair was beautiful and glorious. Delilah removed the glory with the help of another man. Hey! When you give up the source of your great strength, you're going to give up the source of your glory. Nah. And this is what makes you glorious is your great strength. Amen. Samson's hair was the source of his power, but also the source of his glory. You must identify the source of your glory. What makes you nice? What makes you attractive? What makes people desire you? That is the source of your glory. Because when you pray, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Hallelujah. And the power of God in your life makes you beautiful and glorious. It makes people like you and attracted to you. You can give up your computers, your staff meetings, your board meetings, your finance committee discussions, but don't give up your prayer. Because prayer makes you glorious. Prayer that makes you truly beautiful, attractive, desirable, and glorious. And number six, the second last point, you will lose your sight. What will you lose? You will lose your sight. You will lose your glory, and now you lose your sight. Verse 21, the Philistines took out his eyes. Hmm. He couldn't see anymore. You will not see certain places. Was it this morning I said about this book I read when he said Atlanta, London? Was it this morning? Yeah, it's this book. Yeah, and prayer changes things. He says, you will, you, you, will, you will, God took you abroad to see the sights of London, which I have been to, right? Paris, which I have been to, New York and Atlanta. I've been to all those four places. How many of you have been to those four places? How many of you would like to go? Lord, let them receive such a blessing. But when you lose your sight, you will not be allowed to see such places anymore. Ah. God will not allow you to see wonderful things and wonderful sights. Hmm? I saw the biggest churches in the world. One of the first things I saw was Rhema in Johannesburg. Oh, Rhema really blew me because I came from a Pentecostal background. But when I started flowing with the charismatics, I saw Rhema and I saw all the chairs. I thought, yo, this is nice. Then I saw Dr. Cho's big church. I saw Celebration Center in Zimbabwe. Big, big. And I saw the Kodesh. 
I've been to some of the nicest. And I trust God that soon I will go to Nigeria. I really want to see Nigeria and I want to go to the glory dome of Paula Nenshe. And I also think it's possible that we can get Paula Nenshe. Because the pastor that was here from Uganda says he's a personal friend of Paula Nenshe. He came to, to say hello to me. He's coming to preach in October. So I told him, tell Paula Nenshe, he must come to Cape Town and come to us here by the airport just quickly. But the problem with Paula Nenshe, he doesn't fly with airplanes, he flies with his own airplane. <laughs> ah! Where do we have money for such people? I don't have it. But you see, when God is with you, then you will see certain people and you will see, your eyes will see certain things. But when your eyes are plucked out, you can't see. You know, Mike Murdoch preached for us. Do you know how big is Mike Murdoch? Do you know Bishop Derek was twice in my church? Bishop Derek wasn't in my church, he was in my house. He drank tea in my house. Your eyes will see when you are spiritual, when you are prayerful, will meet people you never dreamt you would meet. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. And lastly, he lost his whole life. He didn't just lose his eyesight, but he lost his life. He said, very sad in verse 28, I read it to you. Samson called to the Lord and said, Lord, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me only one more time that I can avenge the Philistines for my eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house of the Lord stood and borne up. One of the one with his right hand and one with the left. And he said, let me die with the Philistines. He bowed himself with all his might and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were there. So the dead which he slew in his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Then his brothers and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Estor in the burying place of Manoah and his father. And he judged Israel for 20 years. When you forget to pray, you will lose your whole life you may lose your life when you don't pray but you were supposed to pray why did Samson then lose his life he gave up the secret of his strength to Delilah your ministry is connected to your life if you lose your ministry you lose your life Fight to be a man of prayer and a woman of prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Fight everything that takes away your ability to pray. Do anything to stay awake and continue praying as long as you need to. Your life depends on it. It's the source of your great supernatural strength. And the source of your life is this thing called prayer. Seven things that Samson lost when he lost his great strength. What was the first thing? He lost the presence of God. What was the second thing? 
Huh? He lost natural strength. He was moog. He can not get to come in. And number three, he lost his freedom. He couldn't move anymore. Number four, he lost his position. Wow. Number five, he lost his glory. Number six, he lost his sight. No more vision. Couldn't see nice things. And number seven. Please don't take this small teaching as something light that I came to give you because I didn't have something to say. Actually, it's one of the greatest lessons in life you can ever learn. How Samson lost the source of his power. And when the devil bombs the source of your power, your power is not your head. Thank you, brother. Zij moest nog niet lang haren gekregen, staan. We moeten nog niet om beskof met jou visima. That can't be the source of your strength. It's your prayer life. Your prayer time. That's the source of your strength. And as I'm teaching you, I'm also fighting to stay in the closet. I'm, I'm fighting. It's not easy. We all have to fight the flesh. Look, I always believe you can never, if you, if you spend a lot of time with God, uh, it's not so easy to be deceived by Satan. Because you read the Bible, the revelations your pastor get, you can also see it in the Bible, and you can amen it. You see? But if you're not a man of prayer and a man of the Spirit, then it's so easy to tell you something and you believe it. But God is making you strong Christians. Amen. Look, don't, uh, don't uh, pretend. If you can only do 10 minutes, do 10 minutes, but do it every day. Then improve it to half an hour. Then make it an hour. Then you that can be up strong, you do two hours. If you can't do it every day, then take a few days where you do longer than other days. Just, just work it out for yourself. But you need to be with God. God is real. He doesn't, sometimes he looks far away. Don't just, Virgil, there's a song that says, sometimes I'm so far away. Our Father, isn't it? Isn't it that song? Sometimes you are so far away. Lord, you seem so far away. A million miles or more, it seems today. Lord, I haven't lost my faith. There it is. You see, this is the reality of prayer. Lord, you seem so far away. A million miles or more, it feels today. And though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now that it's hard for me to pray. Isn't it? Put on the next one, brother. I don't know what to say and I don't know where to start but as you give the grace Lord with all my heart I will sing I will praise even in my darkest hour through the sorrow and the pain I will sing I will praise Lift my hands to honor you 
Because your word is true, I will see. Now go back to that start. I like this part. Lord, you seem so far away. A million miles or more, it feels today. Ta-da-da-dum. And though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now that it's hard for me to pray. Ta-da-da-dum. But I don't know what to say. Hey! I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace, as you give the grace, Lord, with all my heart, with all that's in my heart, I will see, I will pray, even in my darkest hour, even in my darkest hour, through the sorrow and the pain, I will say, I will pray. Stand, we are finishing, we are closing. Lift my hands to honor you. Because your word is true, I will say. Isn't there a second verse, Bevan? Lord, it's hard for me to see all the thoughts and plans you have for me. Da-da-da-dum. But I will put my trust in you. Knowing that you died to set me free. But I don't know what to say. And I don't know where to start. But as you give the grace. Lord, with all my heart. I will sing. I will pray, even in my darkest hour, through the sorrow and the pain. I will sing. I will pray. Lift my hands to honor you, because you were. I want us just now, as we're closing, I'm not going to spend a long time now, we finish. I want us to pray. I, I, I wonder if you can kneel. If, you can't, if it's hard on the towel, come kneel on the carpet. And just for two minutes, ask the Lord to help you to pray. That's all. Look, look, look. go back to the words of the first. He says, Lord, you seem so far away. This, you know, the Lord leads me sometimes to certain singers for a short season and now he said go back to Don Moen so you can see I'm doing a lot of his songs in the morning now that's how the Lord and sometimes he leads me to Shina sometimes he, but now he said listen to this man so I'm listening and I'm giving Virgil and Cyril stuff even this he said you seem so it's, it's so from his heart you're far away man I, you know, I don't feel you <laughs> you seem a million miles away and though I haven't lost my faith, I must confess right now. Oh, I like this so much. This is, this is genuine. It's hard for me to pray. 
It's not like I'm just ready, ready, because Pastor Chris said that must, it's hard for me to pray. It's hard. And then, I don't know what to say. You have this weakness. You don't know what to pray for as you ought. But when the Spirit prays through you, shall be groanings that cannot be uttered. And I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well. He explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> so you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.